Hey, y'all, and welcome back to the Rabbit Hole Show. Um, again, we all have a story. We all have struggles. And the good news, we are not alone in the battle. And this week, we have a very special guest, someone that I've gotten connected with, I'd say, in the last few months. Um, and I've really grown our relationship and gotten closer and just, you know, holding each other accountable and uh, growing you know, so without further ado, UJ Harris. Hey, thank you, man. It's so good to be here. I, was, I said earlier when I was driving over here, I said I was uh, trying to get off the hamster wheel to get into the rabbit hole. And uh, I guess I could get all onto the rabbit hole, but it's good to be here, man. I, I, love, um, I love what this is about. I think I've said this to you before, the, the transparency, the vulnerability that, that, you, that you bring to the show and telling your story. And uh, and then inviting people to be vulnerable, I, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of that. I think there's so much freedom in in telling your story and being transparent. And um, so I'm just I'm really thrilled to be here. I think I feel feel like a kid in the candy shop right now. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm glad that you are here. Because um, yeah, we all have a story, and everybody's story is different. And uh, allowing you know creating this platform and allowing people just to come on and share their story allows others that are listening to, you know, relate and resonate with that story where they might not have, if, you know, they hadn't been listening to this show. Yeah. Um, Cause for me, I used to isolate yeah. and, you yeah. know, uh, had to act hard and pretend like everything was fine yeah. when yeah. it really wasn't, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, just created this platform, you know, at first it was to share my story and then it turned into, we all have a story. So let's get people yeah. on here to share their exactly. story. Yeah. And after hearing your story, you know, a lot of people never will have to go through what you did, but uh, just everything that you've overcome and, you know, where you are today, it's just amazing. So I definitely yeah. want you to share that yeah. story. And yeah. Thank you, man. Yeah, I, I, I do believe in the power of stories. And I think, I, you know, the things that we try to, the things we hide are usually the things that are eating at us, the things that are kind of holding us in bondage, you know. And it's just something, it's a, it's a point I got to in my life where it's like, oh, wow, I have nothing to hide, you know, and, and, and my story, God doesn't make mistakes, right? And so everything that, that, that he's allowed or, or cost in my life is all part of his purpose and his plan. You know, um, you want me to jump in? Yeah, let's jump yeah, in. Yeah, okay. So my name is UJ Harris. It's actually, if you want to say it properly, it's UJ and uh, <laughs> Harris. And uh, so nothing exciting about the last name there. But UJ means for the welfare of my child. Mm -hmm. And um, it was a name I was given, I think, after birth. Um, and uh, when I was born back in, uh, in April 26, 1976, my, uh, my mom was, in, was 18 and, uh, and uh, in, the, in the seventh grade. And, um, and uh, yeah, and she, you know, she got pregnant with me, stayed in the, uh, my my pops and uh he was i think he was a basketball player or something like that and you know things happened and uh and i was born and and it was a pretty it was a challenging time i mean I, for for my mom from what i what i've been told um you know uh, but she was she was tough she was tough she was a she was a very driven um loving strong woman and i were we're actually better friends than we've ever been at 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 at, at 46 for me um, but yeah, so, so I was born in, in Liberia and, uh, mom, I think from what I, what I was told that, uh, she, 
lived in a very in a in a, like a one bedroom, almost like eight by ten room, in uh, in 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 this place. And in, in, it was a, outside of outside of the city. So this was in uh, Buchanan. Buchanan was sort of the capital city of a mm-hmm. of a of a county called Grand Bassa County. You know, and um, and she uh, so she lived out there. So she didn't live in the city. She wasn't a city girl. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, and could barely afford that one bedroom with, a with, a with, a with, a with no light, but a fan, I believe, or no, I think it's the other way around. I think it was one light, one light bulb, no fan and no, just a door, no, no bathrooms, nothing mm. like that. And, uh, and, and, they, and my mom said it got pretty hot. And for some reason for a kid born in Africa, apparently I didn't like the heat. <laughs> uh, I still don't. <laughs> and uh, so she, she told me that uh, she would, um, you know, sort of keep like a like a bucket or something, a bowl or some kind of bowl or something with with uh, with, with with cold water in it, and sort of you know with a towel and sort of cool me out, cool me, you know, as a baby to to help uh, get through the night or something like that, and uh, just to sleep because I was so restless when I when I was warm, and that's just really interesting. But uh, you know, she uh, when, when I was born, I think. Uh, she had to make a lot of sacrifices because, you know, again, you know, she was, uh, she was still, you know, in a lot of ways, a young lady herself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, 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 and unlike the U S and in, in some, in, in other parts of the world, and I would imagine this is probably true for maybe parts of South America, you know, sort of Africa, maybe parts of Asia. Um, but you know, you go to school when you can go to school, everyone doesn't have the luxury of going to start, starting pre-K and, six or five or whatever yeah. it is, you know, and then sort of working through that progression. So, um, so she, so she had a late start and, uh, and, uh, and so like I said, I think she was in the seventh grade or so. And, uh, and, uh, I definitely, you know, not, not in high school when she had me and, and then had to just sort of adjust to that, you know, you know, what does it mean to, to be a young mom and, uh, and, uh, and she, she worked hard and, and, uh, but, but have very little. I, and I, 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 when I think about things, sometimes I, I had a house, um, that was, uh, like, I don't know, 4,200 square feet in a nice neighborhood, all brick house on like a, I don't know, like a quarter acre or something. I don't know, pretty, pretty large lot of mm-hmm. land. But I remember at times when I, when I walked into, we had this massive, this massive, massive master bedroom or something and you, and you walk in it and, you know, and I was, sometimes I remember just think how, how my, my, you know, as, as a, as a baby, my mom couldn't, couldn't afford something the size of a private prison cell, if, you know, eight by 10 or something yeah. like that for $7 a month. And, uh, mm. I know these figures are, I, I think they're pretty accurate, although who knows, she might, she might, well, there's no call in here. No. I was gonna say, she might call in and tell me, boy, you're wrong. No, um, anyway, she won't talk like that. She was sound more like a Liberian lady, just so you know, but, um, <laughs> but just, you know, but, but it wasn't, but it was, a, it was very little. And, uh, and at the time she couldn't afford it. And, uh, and, 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 you know, you know, I've been told of how she had to sort of work very hard to make ends meet to just afford that little. And, uh, and I, and I used to just, and I would just think about, man, look at this big old house I have, you know, my closet is probably about the size of the room, you know, one closet mm-hmm. we, and we had two of them, you know, that, uh, that, uh, my, that we try to live in and, and couldn't afford. So that was still, so some very humble beginnings, you know, but, um, you know, mom eventually, uh, um, finished high school. Uh, and you know, my brother had a, had a, had a, had a brother, had, a, had another son. At, and a couple of years later, my brother, Jared, and, um, and uh, finished high school. And I think did some, I want to say an associate and did some specific, some training on, um, 
on, on like some sort of clerical skills. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you know, basically be a really, really good secretary. And she was very hard. She was a hard worker. And, you know, we, we went through some challenging times. There were, there were times where I think there was at one point we, we had to live with, with, uh, with somebody, with another family member, because I don't know, I, I don't know what it, maybe something about she couldn't afford a place or something, mm-hmm. but we went through some difficult times, some challenging times. But I remember my, when my mom got, she got saved. And, um, and I think that really changed her life. And that's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Right? When you, when you truly have an, an encounter with the Lord, you really shouldn't be the same. No, you know, like, you shouldn't be said, I mean, you don't have struggles, you don't have sins and you don't sin and so forth. But I think the way you, you sort of get through that, the way you, you work through those things. And, uh, um, I think it was a little bit different, you know, and, uh, but I, I think that made a huge difference. And, and she finished school and was a very hard worker and, and, and just, you know, and very, very good at what she did and, and got, um, and, 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 you know, it was very entrepreneurial. And, and so she, she was, she found a way to make some money. And I just remember that at some point, you know, life just was really good in Liberia for us. You know, um, we had a nice house. We had, um, went to, you know, really good schools and we as my brother and I, and, um, or I guess my mom would say my brother. Yes. I think I just, I have to check my English because my mom is like a, says like a, she's like a little English teacher and she always sees in my head still right now. <laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah, so that's really fun. I love that. So she missed her calling to be an English teacher or something, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And, you know, and we got to this place where we had a nice home. Life was pretty stable both you know going to good schools seemed to have everything in the world i mean really did and uh and then you know this uh was a civil war that came to liberia mm. and uh it started you know i don't know how many how many, how many miles away i'm I, you know i don't know maybe geez, i don't know a couple hundred miles away or something like that from where we were in monrovia and i can probably check back check the distance but but it wasn't anywhere near us and uh and they started and, uh, you know, you kind of heard about it, but, you know, they didn't think much of it. I mean, that was, civil wars, you know, political unrest, you know, coup d'etat. I mean, those were sort of part of the the, the, the way yeah. the world worked, you know. And what age were you when uh, the civil war started? Yeah, I think I was, what, 13? Yeah. 13, 14. Okay. Yeah. And so, you, you know, you're hearing about this stuff and you're hearing, you know, there's some fighting going on and everything. But we didn't think much of it because we live in the city and then it was happening you know it's probably be like something happened here and maybe it's happening in i don't know like columbia or or maybe spartanburg or maybe even down the fall there'd be Asheville, but somewhere far away yeah right? and where uh, you're you know of it but you're not too yeah, you know, worried you're not, that we're not worried about it and you think well you know that would that would be squashed and you know the government forces will will, will, will handle that um and um the backstory on the civil war is and if I can recall, recall like this uh, accurately, there was, there was a guy named Charles Taylor who um, who had left the country, uh, or I think fled the country or something like that for embezzlement or some, something, something that something mm-hmm. that was wrong and, and then ended up here in the U.S. and got in some trouble here um, and then went back to, 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 to Northern Africa, hired some mercenaries and basically, you know, decided to come in and, and take over and, and, and oust this guy. He didn't you know, he didn't like, and, uh, and, uh, you know, I tell you one of the things that I'm fascinated by just alone, just as a, as a little interjection here is, uh, the way we do politics in America, you know, how every four years or, you know, four, eight years, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it's a, sort of a smooth transition of government, you know, you know, I've heard nobody gets shot. There's no yeah. blood here or anything. It's like, okay, your time is up next guy up. Right. Yeah. You know, and maybe at some point we'll have a next lady up. 
but uh you know and uh that 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 wasn't uh the way things wasn't happened you know there. no 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 you know there was a it was some it was a, whoever had the guns and the and the 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 the, 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 the troop that the, you know to to take things over usually did and power was taken over and, and that happened and you know there were some attempted you know sort of you know government you know the government being overthrown when when i was growing up and uh they didn't go anywhere and you know the rebels and the the, the perpetrators were put down and uh, mm-hmm. and usually um you know they were killed very badly and sometimes it would be even on tv and you know firing squad on a firing squad on the on the on the you know on the beach or something like that yeah but um but yeah so so this war was uh i think in some ways we were, we were like ah you know same old same old better done that you know mm-hmm. whatever um i was young so i mean i probably didn't think about it as much i was just enjoying being a kid and uh and uh enjoying my school and i think i had a like a cute girlfriend or something and uh you probably uh, did with that smile oh yeah you know it's the money <laughs> smile baby yeah and uh and so yeah so so you know but things were pretty were stable you know life was pretty good and we just it, it's the this war came out of uh it came but we didn't think we didn't see it coming in the yeah. sense that we didn't see it coming to where we were and um i just remember that uh one morning I mean, it was, a, I feel like it was a Sunday. I just, I just have this strong feeling that it was a Sunday or something like that, where we'd gone to church, come home and, and we, and my mom, we had a, like a home Bible study. So we had people who would come from different neighborhoods to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, to, to fellowship with us at our house. And, uh, I, uh, I think that, uh, you know, at some point that evening, people, we, people started kind of, we started hearing from people as they sort of went by our neighborhood or run people, some people we knew who came and said, you know, you know, like it's, it's, it's happening and it's, and it's, and it's not too far from where we are, you know, and we, the bunch of people who who would come to our house for the devotional, the Bible study, excuse me, um, couldn't go home and we end up just, people just sort of staying with us. And I think that next morning, you know, we were living in the middle of a war zone. What was that like? I mean, going from not thinking it's going to happen to, yeah, you know, you, cute girlfriend thinking about school Ooh, yeah to, yeah oh crap it's here it's going here. on yeah, it's here i mean you know and and and, and at uh and at uh, as a you know sort of young teenager you know i probably i don't know how much i could really grasp at the time but uh but i know we we're scared and i'll back up and say before the 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 the, the war reached where we were located think about like a fire or something you know you some sort of forest fire that just sort of burning things down and mm-hmm. you know and as you know, kind of moving towards your location or something like that. Um, before, you know, my mom was in the, in, a, in an accident. She was in a car accident, so she was in a car with I think I want to say three or four other people, and uh, on like a cap. I think it was a cap on the way to church, and um, and, and had a head-on collision with like an old military truck, and so she was in pretty bad shape. She gone to the hospital, did put her in a cast, did a little bit of work, um, but uh, you know. She had to get out of the hospital because this was the the, the hospital. Yeah, it was being closed because this, yeah. the war has made people were you know leaving for their safety. And this and the hospital she went to was the LY, which is uh, stands for Evangelical E L W A Evangelical Love Winning Africa, something like that. And I don't know, but it's some sort of evangelistic um, association, Christian organization that, that did some really good work in Liberia. And um, and so 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 she had to leave that hospital. And uh, basically, so she was in a cast. She was, you know, pretty broken up um, from, you know, breaking up, uh, got ank- broken ankles and clavicles and stuff like that. So she was in bad shape. And this war shows up. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was, it, it was one of those things. I think that um, we just, you know, as a kid, you just knew was, that something was that had to happen and, and the, the adults were, were frightened and, you know, you were somewhere frightened, but probably not as much because you didn't really fully comprehend it. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that and I'm going to keep sort of interjecting these things that, as I talk, because, uh, you know, in America, you know, especially here in the Carolinas, you know, it's like, oh, you get all these warnings that we're going to have bad weather, especially during yeah. the winter when we're going to have snow or something or ice or something like that. And it's like, and people can go to the grocery store and they can get all this stuff, get ready. None of that. We didn't have anything like that. Very know, different. Very different. Experience. We there was, there was no sort of early warning system and it just sort of, it just sort of, it just sort of happened. And now you are in the middle of a war. Unprepared. Um, unprepared. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't. And then and you have a bunch of people with you who, you know, you didn't certainly didn't account for. So we didn't have, you know, um, you know, like stockpiles of rice and, salt and butter or just food and water and yeah. that kind of stuff. So that made it really, really interesting for us. Uh, that made that, that time during that, that, that very, really interesting. But I'll say just, you know, one of the things that, that I was, even through all of this, everything I've shared so far, um, you know, I was really, really blessed to have a mom who was just, just, uh, just extremely loving. And I, I you know, I can, I can't even underscore how important it is as to have someone in your life who just loves you and believes in you, you know, and uh, doesn't give you passes now. No, 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 no. But, but, but Power it's our community. But, yeah. But yeah. And that's the thing that's also really helpful. You know, one of the things that helped grow, I'm glad you said community, you know, one of the things that helped us, you know, going through the war in Liberia. And I think one of the things that helps us to any difficult things we go through is that community. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, you know, you mentioned this, you said you talk about isolating and it's like the worst thing you can do, right? It's terrible. You know, it's like the whole divide and conquer kind of thing. It's like, and, and, you know, and, and so we were very fortunate because we were always with family in you know, and, and I think that really offsets a lot of the, the trauma, the impact of this sort of the trauma that you go through when you have family. So we, we had a strong faith and my mom was very much about prayer and, 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 and really just seeking God and, and, and during that time. And, and so we had that and we had a lot of, you know, close family and friends around and, and, you know, you sort of went through this together, you know, and, and it's like, you know, think about, you know, it's almost like you're being yoked, you know, you know, talk about being yoked with people and you're, you know, and, you know, and you're yoked with, with so many people. So the impact of the experience, I think was not as bad as it would have been if somehow, you know, we were isolated mm-hmm. and just trying to figure this out all our own and, and just, and just dealing with all of the horrors and, and the things we saw and the things we experienced. So that was, that was, that was, uh, I think I just looked back and I believe I've read somewhere and talked to some friends who are psychologists who, who study like, you know, kids coming out of war zones and, and living in refugee camps in different parts of the world. And they, they've talked about the fact that, uh, and I've read, and I believe this is true. And I've been told that that sense of community, a strong community group, strong faith. I mean, those two things can be very, 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 very helpful in how you, 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 you deal with trauma and, you know, and some cultures like the one I grew up in, you know, with people, there's a, there's, there's a much more that communal sort of inclusive type mm-hmm. of, you know, um, um, environment. And I think that really helps. And then there are some cultures and, you know, where, when you're going through stuff, you're just, you go, you're kind of all alone. And especially right. for men. Yeah. I'd for, say yeah for men. It's yeah. something that, you know, has gotten better, but still needs still to real, that yes, big breakthrough. Yes, yes, man. <laughs> we'll talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. And, and so, so, so you, you know, that really helped. And, and I, and I, you know, that your culture really can, it can, can either sort of shape you to be a resilient person and overcomer, or it can, or it can really be something that very destructive when, you know, so if you're, if you, we grew up 
you know, in this community. You know what I mean? It, it truly was a village. You know, there's a phrase that takes a village to raise a child. We had, it was a village. You know, it was kind of those things where like, it was a village in the sense that if I went to my friend's house and got, and got in trouble, I could get my butt whooped by his mom and then get home and get home and get and get my butt whooped again by my mom, you know? And, uh, that, and yeah. but then at the same time, you go to your friend's house and you can eat dinner there and then come home and eat dinner at your house. Exactly. You know what I mean? So there were, there were pros and Best cons. Best of both worlds. Yeah. You know, but, but there was, there were we went through, we went through, we, life was done with people. And I think that, and I believe that God has created us for relationships. He's created us to be connected. And I think that, I don't think it's, it's our norm to be, to be isolated and to just be connected through devices and, and, and people on screen sort of, you know, uh, you know physically connecting with people um, and doing life with people. And I think that really helped. And I, I look back and I think going through a war, you know, and, and that experience, it would have been worse if we were alone. And because we weren't and because we went through with other people, I think that that really helped a lot sort of take the sting away and again I, as i said i've read and i've heard that there's actually like sort of research so empirical evidence to support this idea of a strong community and faith being very in, in instrumental in helping people survive trauma you know where you kind of go through the fire mm-hmm. but don't get burned kind of thing oh you know, i agree 100 you know, in, in a positive way so, so my story is very different from your story but, but a lot of this yeah but a lot of the same, same thing, you know exactly. uh, stuff because yeah. without my community and support and family you know, I, I would be dead or in prison. Like there's That's no right. doubt about that. Yes. So I yes. agree a hundred percent with community and, uh, and then who you surround yourself with. Yeah. Cause you can also be in bad community yes. Yes. and that can be a downfall, which, a, you know, that, happened yeah. with me at times. Um, yeah. yeah. But thankfully my family never left me and, you know, and then I got yeah. connected at the barn and met you and, yeah. um, and, and other and people. Build, yeah. And you're building very, very good relationships. Like I said, man, I think, that's why I'm, I'm so glad you're doing this and I'm, and I'm glad to be a part of it. It's just, it's, it's, it's so important. Everything, this, this the, the whole the thing, the idea of community, the idea of, of, of a strong faith and knowing who you are and, and, and doing life with other people and, and being vulnerable. I mean, that, that, that's, that's, this is stuff that, I mean, I'm learning. I just started learning these things, you know, a few years ago and I'm 46, you know, so this is new for me, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm then, but now as a dad, I want to teach my kids that I want to, and I want to share that with people because it is extremely freeing. You know, and, and it really is, you know, it's, I mean, you know, I, there's probably not nothing that I can, I, that I would, that I couldn't easily talk about. I mean, you know, it's not like, I don't have any, I can't think of a dark secret, like, oh man, to talk about that, I would just cringe up or, or I would just, yeah. you know, just freak out. Like, I can't go there. It's a no fly zone. So, you know, it's like, no, it's like, because it's like, no, let's shine the light on everything, brother. You know what I mean? Let's, let's shine up this. Let's get, let's get the light of Christ to shine on these things and, uh, and, uh, and, and get and heal through them. But yeah, so, so, so my mom was just a, just a, and still to this very day, I mean, as I said earlier, she is, she is like a BFF, but we're, we're, we're very close. And, uh, and I just, I look back and I just think, man, she was just biggest fan, biggest cheerleader, but also toughest critic, you know, in mm-hmm. terms of she does a lot of accountability. And it's just, it, and I look back and I think, how is it that a young woman who had, in the, had these two boys when she was young and still had so much going on, but how did she learn how to just be a good, loving, praying mom. That's, that's God. Yeah. You know, she didn't, she didn't read any book. She didn't, any books. She didn't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if they're counselors or anybody she talked about. I think it was just something that she innately had. And, uh, you know, you know, and, and then I think that was just like that, that is just so powerful. I mean, you know, as a parent now, you know, you think about all the things you can give to your kids, you can give them 
you can show them there are a lot of things you can you can pay for things you can take them just take them to things you can kind of do a lot of different experiences with them but can you but i just think that the most important thing is just to love them genuinely and they just know that you're there mm-hmm. you know no matter what and, and show up and, and you show up yeah you're present you're engaged you you know you see them you know they matter um and 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 it just it's just like and that's been my mom and and that hasn't changed you know and uh so you know i mean so we we the war i mean i could tell a few more stories here um you know the war came and and we weren't expecting as i said and mom was 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 in pretty bad shape so my brother my brother was my brother was with me my brother jared and then we had other family members and some friends some folks who kind of gotten stranded because mm-hmm. they couldn't go back to to their homes after coming in for that bible study that, that on sunday evening and um so we're in that we're in the house and uh you know like in the next day or two yeah i mean so the gunfight was happening around us we were hearing the the the, the, the sound of, of guns you know we we're hearing you know we're seeing smoke and fires and different things like that and uh and then it just and it just increasingly got more and more scary you know and um I mean, just, just, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard, it's hard to believe. I mean, but just literally people are fighting and shooting each other around you, you know? And, and we had, I, I, I think that, uh, we probably still, if we got pictures of our house from Liberia, there's still, you can see all the bullet holes, you know, through the windows, through the walls, you can see bullet holes that bullets that came through Mm -hmm. the holes of bullets that came through the windows and lodging sort of a wall. And I mean, it was just, it was, it was crazy. And that was pretty scary. Yeah, I can that imagine. That was actually pretty scary. I, I, I remember one morning waking up and I used to go pee a lot every night. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and I remember one morning waking up and, uh, you know, we had so many people in our house. I was sleeping on the floor in my mom's room and, uh, and there was a bullet hole right over basically where I was laying on the mm. floor and, and. And I think it hit my mom that if I had gotten up at the wrong time, that probably would have, that would have, that would have taken yeah. me out. So a bullet had come through the window, bedroom, her bedroom window, sort of the projector to it, took it down towards where I was sleeping on the floor. And that hole was right there. And I mean, it, you know, it just, God was just looking out for us in a way that we can't even imagine, Yeah, you know? And, uh, and it's, it's funny. Sometimes I think it's, it's hard to see how God is moving the situation. Um, but then as you start, as you, as you get out of it a little bit and you look back, you can say, oh yeah, yeah, that was, that, that's all, that was where the Lord was moving, you know? So even with your story, you know, you went through it, mm-hmm. but I think as you look back, you can think about the, the, the counselors, the, the friends, the family, your parents, their love, their consistency. And I heard your interview with your parents and I just, your mom is awesome. She reminds <laughs> me of my mom, you know, and yes. I just, just loves you. Just that pure, pure love. I'm, I'm a mom love. Boy too. Yeah, I'm, I'm a mom like boy, man. I don't know. That may be that. I'm sure that has its downside, but we're going to, we're going to focus on the positives today. Amen. But, uh, but yeah. And I, and you know, and just, and just, and just, um, you know, through all of that stuff, as I look back and every time I talk about it, and this is one of the reasons why I love talking about it, is, is I, I, I'm able, it's like I'm recounting God's goodness and God's favor. And somebody will say, well, but he didn't take you out of the war. That's okay. But he, 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 he protected us. He shielded us. And, Amen. And, and I tell you, if I didn't go, go through that experience, the character traits, the, 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 the deepening of the faith, the reservoir of things to kind of, to go to that, that I can sort of still pull from even now. I mean, that, like this, that thing is still, it's like an everlasting fuel or, or something where like the more I talk about the, the, that, those experiences, the more I read about them and recount them, whether it's, whether it's a book, a podcast, a TV show or whatever it is I do, 
the more it's like I'm telling, I'm just being reminded of how good God, God's grace God, and goodness. And his grace and goodness. Come on. There you go. Because he protected y'all. I mean, I was listening to an interview you did, mm-hmm. you know, a while ago and just about how they barged into your door. Yeah. Let me, yeah, man. Let me talk tell you about that story. That, yeah. Just, oh my goodness. Yeah. That was so one, 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 it seemed like it was like early morning. We had these, these, uh, these soldiers just sort of kicking our door and, and come in. And, um, I mean, and we were scared. I mean, these guys looked like they were scared. They looked like somebody chasing them down. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, you know, that's, 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 that's probably as typical maybe in wars, um, you know, the, the looting people, you know, soldiers just, just coming in and taking whatever they can take and, uh, barge into your home and, and, uh, and scaring the crap out of you. And, you know, some people homes were barged into and they were killed. Yeah, and they didn't make it, and, and some people, you know, we were just blessed that, uh, and, you know, and I don't know how God makes His decision, but He's God, and I'm not, and uh, you know, and uh, uh, I know people have questions. I've had questions about different things in my life as to why, but uh, you know, I was I, I remember a line from a song. It says, "When you can't see God's hands, trust His heart. You know, just trust that He loves you and He works all things out for our good and His mm-hmm. glory." And so, um, so yeah, so I, uh, I remember, yeah people barging in and and took us told, told us all to line up in front of uh in front of the house and you know strip and uh you know so everybody into their underwear and i and i i think there was one guy and i said every time i say this it makes me laugh because even in that craziness there was still some humor but there's one guy he didn't have any draws on so he <laughs> was just he was just free balling man it was just <laughs> like it's like it was going with the wind brother yeah you know <laughs> you know and uh he he, he was uh yeah, he, he, you know, and, and I mean, it wasn't funny then, of course, but it, but I could imagine now. It's like how embarrassing that was. Like, man, you know, the you one not? day, you yeah, the one day draws. Draws when somebody, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but it was it was it was it was a scary time, and I and I, one of the things I thought of doing to sort of keep my mind occupied. I guess this is one of these who who told me to do this. You know, like where you be? But I started memorizing proverbs, right? Mm-hmm. I just started totally starting. It's just like, okay, you know, there's no TV, there's no video game, there's no, there's not a lot. But I had a Bible and just started to memorize scripture and uh, scriptures. And, uh, you know, and that was sort of a way of, of kind of, you know, just keeping your mind in the right space instead of, you know, in this, in this sort of this, this horror that you were living in the midst of. And, um, but yeah, these, these, these folks came, the soldiers, they looked pretty scared. They looked like, you know, somebody, they were, they were being hunted as well, mm-hmm. you know, and um, had us line up, you know trip as i said and uh and you know then they went in the house they were grabbing things and just taking things whatever valuables they could find you know my mom had some gold stuff i remember i had a a very nice uh tissot watch it's a french brand i don't know if you're familiar with it t-i-s-s-o-t mm-hmm. um pretty 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 good brand and uh it was my favorite watch i'd gotten it i think when i turned 13 and uh, my mom bought it and uh and you know i mean it just took a bunch of stuff and meanwhile while we're out here we're hearing increasing gunfire, you know, tracers, you know, and all this stuff. Yeah. And we're like, and within it's like, mom is like, well, can you just, you know, let us just get out of this, get inside. Y'all can come back and you can do whatever you want with us later. But, you know, can we, we don't, you know, we don't, we want, you know, this is, this isn't safe. Now, I don't know how much safer it was to be dealing with those kind of rabid looking soldiers who yeah. look like, they, I mean, they were, they could, they could, you know, spray us down. You know, with their guns and and move on like nothing, like like nothing ever happened. Like they had done with neighbors like, and yeah, others. Exactly. You know, yeah, because it had happened, right? And um, but yeah, so mom, you know, asked asked them and uh, and uh, but I mean, during that time, I remember just 
just feeling like I, I, I say this and, you know, and I, it hasn't changed, so it must be true. But in the sense that I felt this sort of like this idea of, of a separation between spirit and body, right? Yeah. Where it's like, okay, I'm probably going to die. So, you know, I'm just going to make peace with the Lord, you know, and, uh, and just call it a day because it just, it was that scary and that frightening. And, um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, and somehow the Lord opened that, made, made it, they, they, they let us go in our house. They took a bunch of stuff. And um, I guess then maybe there was just the fire, the fire, uh, the firepower or the fire in the gun, the bullets and everything mm-hmm. from whoever, whoever was chasing them. Somebody, somebody, something spooked them and they, and they ended up leaving. And, uh, and I'm pretty sure. And, uh, you know, so funny, you know, sort of like, you know, when the war stories, I mean, you watch some of these things with the folks talking about Nam or World War II or something like, you know, some of the facts get a little sort of hazy and, and fuzzy or whatever. But I, I'm pretty sure that we saw those very, those very, very same folks. You know, they, they were killed. We saw them at, at some point later when we were leaving our house. We saw them. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and and so. So that protection some, y'all had. Some, some stuff on them. I mean, but uh, yeah, that was a pretty wild experience. And, uh, you know, and in the book, I have a copy of my book here, Liberia Sun. Um, we, that's how the book opens. You know, it opens with that scene. Of, and, I, and I remember we're working on the book with my, my dear friend Dave Verhagen. Well, I believe it you was know. my very first therapist. Exactly. Yeah. Back in small, 2015, small world, I believe, or right? something. Yeah. He's a just great guy. And uh, we, we were talking about how we wanted to sort of script this thing out and the idea of, of you know, think about a movie and, and sort of a very engaging opening scene. And we, and, and, and we couldn't, I mean, I thought that was just a brilliant, a brilliant, you know, sort of brilliant scene. And, you know, think about mm-hmm. it from talking like a, some sort of producer, you know, <laughs> right? But I mean, but it's like, it's just, great way to sort of set the, the story, you know, and, and create this, 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 this engaging, um, story. And, uh, and so we, the book starts with, with that story, but yeah, you know, we got out of that and, and, and we, you know, there were different stories at different times, um, throughout the war where we, um, you know, where God, where God, where, I mean, when you look back and see, you just like, okay, that was God. We were, st- we are in our home and, um, for, I don't know, I don't know what's three weeks, a month or how long. But for a period of time, that seemed like eternity. I'll tell oh, you that, believe, right? I bet. You know, and uh, and uh, and a friend of my mom, this guy Moses, you know, talking about Moses, mm-hmm. Egypt, Exodus, you know, delivering the people of, of delivering the, the Israelites out of Egypt, but uh, you know, out of harm's way there. Or you know, we we had uh, um, Uncle Moses. Uncle Moses, you know, had seen some people along the way. He he was part of the. He joined the the rebels. And so this was the mean rebels who came to take out the government. And, uh, he was a Taekwondo guy and he, I think that they, they basically had him, um, train them on some hand to hand combat stuff. And, uh, so, so, but he had some influence and somebody told him he seen a, a family member or a friend of someone and, uh, and asked that person about my mom, Rosetta and, and, and the, and the boys. So that'll be UJ and Jared, my brother. And, um, the person said, I think they're still stuck in their own, you know? So Moses, uh, using his influence, got a, a van or something and with a couple of guys and they came and got us, you know, and we had tried at one point to leave, to, to leave our house because we were run out of food. Mm-hmm. I remember, I think I, pretty accurate in this. I believe that, uh, we had some rice and we would soak the rice in the water almost like overnight and expand it. And when you cook it, you know, it looked like a lot. Mm-hmm. But the problem, it tastes like air pop popcorn or something. It was very empty. So it was, yeah. like, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't something that was filling your belly. It was more kind of, it was maybe somewhat sort of scratching at that, that, that hunger you felt. 
but it wasn't chilling at all. And I think we had that and maybe some salt and wow. maybe a little bit of oil. And that was it for, I don't know how many days, you know, but uh, we, 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 and we, at one point when we were pretty much out of food, you know, and water, we, we, we tried to venture out and try to leave and ran into some soldiers who were like, nope, go back, go back. And so go back to your house. And we probably walked, I don't know, two or three miles, you know, to from our house to sort of the main road to, to, to kind of see if we can just go somewhere where we're going. We just want to go somewhere, yeah. you know, and figure and uh but uh, ran into some some resistance. Some folks basically telling us, nope, nope. So we end up having to go back to our house. And uh, so, yeah, we were, we, I don't know, we were probably going to be stuck over there um with no really, no way, no, no real plan on where to, uh, how to get out, yeah. you know. And, uh, and there are people, you know, I watch what's going on in Ukraine and, mm. and I, and it's not, and it's, and it's pretty, and, it, and it, it's touching. Yeah, it, hits I, home. I, it hits home because I've been there and, you know, and I, my prayers, Lord, you know, you know, I know you're still in the business of, of shielding and protecting and, and turning these, these and working these things out some way, somehow for, for good. So that's my, and I'm just going to keep praying that, but, uh, but yeah, so we, you know, we, Moses came and got us and, uh, and if it hadn't come and somehow again, you know, they weren't working phones or we didn't have cell phones where you could just pick up the phone and call like, Hey, yeah. you know, I'm over here. I'm still stuck here. You know, can you come get me? So this was all God moving this thing here. I, I just, I don't know what else to call it. I, I, you know, and you know, for, for if I could figure out if there was any sort of any, any way those things could have happened, you know, it had to be God. It had to be God. I mean, I, I don't know, <laughs> but you know, but sometimes, you know, there are people who question that and it's like, nah, these things, these are miracles, you know, no phones and somehow, somebody shows up at the right time in the right place to, to talk to this during person during a war during a war to, to talk to this guy who who then is is in the right position to 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 get a to get a van and to and to get us and and come basically take us behind um basically um you know rebel rebel control territory mm-hmm. so there was no fight in there it wasn't safe but you know but it was no fight, fight. you're not yeah. living in the middle of a war zone you could get food and they had some uh you know you we, we, you talk about you know on the news sometimes we hear with the ukraine situation we hear that uh you know the russians are blocking supply lines and blocking lines for people to be able to leave or uh, blocking the roads and so far blocking people getting food and different things like that and i'm like yeah that's a real thing and so the good thing is one but being behind a rebel occupied territory everything was you know there's some measure of stability you know so you could get food and water and um and uh you know and, and you know you weren't in the middle of things you know of, of, so there weren't things going on within or oh, were oh, there, there, still there were some, some craziness that were happening i mean those guys some of those guys i mean one of the things that was crazy about the war in liberia and and it's we there were child there were these kids these child soldiers you know so you had kids as young as probably i don't know six years old seven who were given guns and who were trained to kill people and geez. they were the worst and there's a movie on netflix called i think it's called beast of no nation that really tells that story, the story of, a, of of one child soldier, but then a bunch of child soldiers, but specifically how this one kid went from being a child to being a stone cold killer child soldier. At age six. And, and, and I think he was probably nine or 10 or something like that in the movie. I can't remember, but a young kid and sort of loses his, his innocence, loses his child, his, his, his sense of being a, a kid, a child, and and becomes this, this, this guy who controls this, who, who gets involved and, and violently involved in, in, in this war. But yeah, we had a lot of child soldier and, and soldiers and, and those kids. I mean, and the, in, even in the rebel controlled territory, somebody could just, would those, the rebel soldiers, they could just shoot you. You just they didn't could, know they what do, they were thinking. Yeah, yeah they could do it. That's right. If they, if they, hey, you know what? If, they didn't, if some, a guy just don't like you, 
He could take you out. He guy, guy. Somebody can accuse you. Of, hey, you know what? You look like you look like you used to be in the government and take you out. You used you look like you 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 know you 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 work for the government or you look like you're a government employee or you look like you know you just look something that just it was just like an arbitrary thing. It's like they could come and just and just mow you down, mow you down, do something, and it was like and maybe they might get a slap on the wrist. It was so it wasn't exactly it was somewhat of a lawless, you know. Uh, but again, it wasn't in the middle of a war and. um and uh, it was in the middle of, 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 of your, the risk was, was probably, you know, probably went from like a hundred percent, you know, or maybe 90% to maybe kind of a 30% in terms of the risk of, of something of harm coming to you. So it was certainly uh, significantly lower, but, there was it wasn't, still but there. it wasn't zero. I'll put it that way. And uh, I, I, I remember um, we were on a van and when Uncle Moses came and got us, we got on the van and, and just driving. And uh, there was a guy on the van we stopped at a checkpoint and one and one of the rebel soldiers uh accused this guy of being a government official or something they were like yeah this guy's with the government because what was happening they were taking out everybody who's involved with the current mm-hmm. government the existing government and uh and this guy um just had a little bit of an attitude and uh and uh, I, I i i think i'm 100 percent consistent in this that they, they literally took one of the one of the rebels they just took this guy tied him up Took him behind what looked like the woods, just like and, and just killed him, and came back like nothing happened. And just came back smoking. It was like like nothing happened mm. at all. Like I mean, they just killed this guy, and this guy was just sitting in the van with us, in this little small van just with doing us. nothing. Yeah, you, you know, and uh, and I think I don't know. I think you know, at, at my mom, I think when she tells the story, I think she if something about maybe they just he 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 just got angry, and you know, it's like man, you got to control yourself. You got to know when you when to shut your mouth, when to when to just be. Like definitely, you have the right to be upset, but you got to know your you gotta, place. You got to know where exactly. Yeah, this wasn't the place, correct? And, and this what this was not the audience. So yeah, so there were you know there were that, and I, mean, I want to sort of fast forward and talk about coming to the U.S. and, yeah. and all that. And um, I don't even know how long it's been so far here, but I, I can move fast. But you know, we we made made it through the war. You know, my my uncle Moses uh, actually helped my mom. I think I mentioned my mom was was injured pretty badly, so getting her out of Liberia and getting her to place where she can get to a hospital and separate get, for a yeah, little so bit we, because so, of her yeah, medical. So we're separated. So yeah, he, she, it was important for them, for her to get to the U S and get, and get, you know, the proper, um, health, health care she needed with, uh, with getting, you know, her bone, her bone, um, cast, the cast on her feet mm-hmm. and getting surgery for her, for her, for other parts of her body that were broken and so forth. Um, so yeah, and, but, but, you know, so we're separated for a little bit and, and, uh, eventually made it to the U S and got here. And that was a culture shock. I bet. You know? Yeah. I mean, man, you know, was America what you thought you, you know, had heard and I know your brother loved movies. Yeah. 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 I mean, we, we, we Liberia. I think there are more Liberians in America than, than in any other country. So Liberia was founded by, um, by basically freed American slaves. And so we've always, we've always had this strong connection, but you know, we were never like an American colony, but we were certainly just a, had very strong ties with America. So we knew a lot about America. Um, but it's, I guess it's one thing coming to America from a civil war is another thing coming on a, on a vacation in which we never did. So we, we got here and I remember, I remember just, I remember, it was, I think it was like, it was, it was February in New York and it was cold. I think we landed at JFK. And, uh, it was my brother and I, we, we, we came to, um, we, we came on the plane by ourselves and just had some chaperone to mm-hmm. look out for us. 
But I remember, I think when we got here, somebody, it was so cold. I I, I feel like, uh, I keep thinking this, there's a movie called Cool Runnings about the Jamaican bobsled yeah, right. team <laughs> where the guy, they're landing in Calgary and they're wearing every piece of clothes they had plus the bag I was in because it was so cold. And I feel like it was sort of that experience of just feeling it's everywhere real, in New York's yeah, cold. Yeah, feeling really cold. And it's like, man, come on. You know, and uh, and I just, I think I also remember just uh, somebody, I think the, the somebody on the plane had given us $20 a piece, 20 US dollars. I think I just, I think we stopped at uh, like KFC and got these $20 bucket of chicken. <laughs> and I think that was like, welcome to America, you know, exactly. just eat, eating some good, some good fried chicken. It was good to have some food. And, yeah, because uh, you hadn't been eating yeah, much. Yeah, we had not been eating much at all. And then, and then it was, and the biggest part, of course, it was good to just be back with mom, um, you know, and we, we just, you know, which is just the relationship we've had. Um, my brother and I just with with mom is this it was it was like mom was sort of the safe place yeah and 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 that was like the, and she represented that ultimate sense of normalcy again and, yeah. and like starting over because now you're with mom because being separated from mom and I think she'll tell you it was it was hard for us but it was way harder for her you know leaving and, her uh, boys behind yeah because she even came back yeah, from she, your interview yeah, I yeah, she listened did. to she yeah. came back to and try and get us. on there's yeah. Some with the visa yeah, and had to go yeah, back. And yeah, and she came back and then, yeah, so she had to go back. So we couldn't, we didn't all come back together when she came together, came together. So, yeah, so she was, she came back, which was really hard for her. And then we, we followed some time later. Um, yeah, but that was, that was really, that was, a, I mean, just being coming to America, I think, I didn't think about as much about it as much because it was less about, oh, we're in America and all the stuff. And I think that kind of came later. It was more about, hey, we're with mom and, this is this is this feels there's like no home. war here there's no war here and that feels this feels really really good it's just and uh and you know and mom is just you know that i mean that was just like wow this is this is great and you know and eventually we kind of you know we got into the but to get into the, the the food and the and the cold and the <laughs> and the culture and everything here and uh, but we, we i think we stayed up in trenton new jersey for maybe like a month and then eventually moved here to charlotte because it was where my mom was really when she was settled and we have some close family and friends here and so this is so we moved here to charlotte and um yeah i mean all uh, just everything the way everything worked even the story of how my mom came to the ivory coast which is a neighboring country of liberia is a, is a french it was an old french colony so I speak french there it's uh, the capital city is la cote d'ivoire i mean the country is because the name is la cote d'ivoire in french and the capital of abidjan but my mom came and she was at she went to i believe she went to like the liberian embassy no phones, no nothing. And somehow Moses was there. Moses again. Wow. He was there and he had left us in, in Liberia. And somehow they just, it's like he showed up, right place, right time. They talked. And he, wow. and, and mom, he went, he and mom, he, mom basically gave him some, some money and, and whatever to, to go to come into Liberia again and bring us out. How did this show up when they didn't have phones and internets? I mean, you know, and, and there was, and there was no way to communicate. It was just, you know, if somebody else has another explanation, uh, please, please, uh, please write us. Yeah. Write us. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. But I mean, Moses shows up and it's gone and it's, and it's, and yeah. And, and so, and he makes this sort of this, this journey to get us to basically get us from where we were in Liberia and bring us over the border into the Ivory Coast. And then, you know, and then eventually we got here. You know, and since we've been here, you know, it's, we've just been, it's been, life has been really good. You know, it's been good. I, I think, uh, you know, went to a public school for a year and did really well there. And we had a family who, who, who basically sort of adopted, um, my mom and, 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 and us. And, uh, 
and uh, and, and so we, we we used to call them our sponsoring family, but just helped us financially, helped mm-hmm. us get on our feet. But they um, they knew about Country Day and Providence Day, and uh, and somehow we ended up uh, taking a battery of tests. My brother and I took for 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 both PD and Country Day. I went to Country Day. He went to Providence Day, and Two that was very good schools. Yeah, and that was an experience, you know. And uh, so you know, I was I think I was I, I know that I was the poorest kid at, at Country Day. You know, I, I mean, we we had nothing, and we lived in a in a small apartment off of Central Avenue. Um, that was not exactly, uh, you know, the, the calmest neighborhood. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And, uh, but, but Sierra was, it was so interesting. I write about this in the book, this, this, you know, living in, you know, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I said, I said a hood, you know, but living in, a, in this tough, small apartment in this, you know, this, you know, this, this neighbor in this, in this apartment complex where, uh, you know, a lot of people there were probably you know, just barely making it. Yeah. And, um, but I was, I was going to this school with wealthy school. Rich, and, yeah, yeah. These kids. And, um, uh, and it was really interesting. It was You're very, living in two, yeah, two, two worlds. worlds. Living, exactly living in two worlds. So, you know, it's the school that was rich in everything. You know, we had, we, there was nothing we didn't have. And I, I was a singer, so I was in the choir and, you know, it was really cool. I remember when the choir had trips that we were, we were going on, like, you know, to perform out of town, we did something at Disney. We did something at Carnegie hall, but somehow the parents would raise money. And so, you know, you know, we, so all of us, the, the, the students would have like all this money that, uh, you know, like spending money or mm-hmm. something like that. And I, I was always great for me, you know, because, you know, like, you know, I, my mom couldn't give me yeah. so much, but some, I don't know how they did it, but I don't know whether they collected money in the pool or something and just give it to all the kids, all the, you know, the choir members, but I always, uh, I always had deep pockets during that time, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, and I, in a country that was a great experience, you know, I, uh, I think, um, I, I, I have always been very confident in myself. And I think that comes from my mom's, from the, from just a loving parent and loving family, actually. Um, I grew up and, you know, you know, um, pretty good student, good, good person, I guess, good kid and a good character and all that stuff. You know, I like school. It well at that I was asthmatic, so I wasn't athletic. My brother was the athletic one, <laughs> and uh, so I was more of the book guy and the lazy guy and the mama's boy. And uh, and uh, and some people say the mama, your mom's handbag, you know, which was like, come on, this is <laughs> this is not right, you know. And um, so 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 uh, yeah, but but uh, but yeah, I was fortunate. So you know, it was great to be able to go to Country Day, and I, I look back on that experience, man, I love it. I was just at our we celebrated our twenty fifth milestone graduation, but it was you know, just back in, um, in April. So it was technically 27 years since I graduated from country day in 1995. And, uh, and I went to the 20th and I mean, just seeing friends and I just like, and I, I'm so glad I had that experience. Yeah. It, took, it was a little bit of adjustment, oh, I bet. but, but I think I was so embraced there as a student and I've got some really good friends from there. And I, you know, I've never had this like inferiority complex or, you know, and, you know, or anything that, you know, that, that some people have when they get in new situations they started to look at themselves and they started to focus more on their different, on, on what makes them different and usually what, you know, in the more adverse negative way. And, um, I don't know. I just, I, I've always sort of just seen people as people and, um, you know, and, uh, cause we are, we are exactly. We, and all, we all have we, struggles. We, we all have struggles. a story. There you go. Exactly. Everyone is different. Yeah, and, but and, and, and so, yeah, human. I never, I never really sort of like, I never got, I don't, I don't think I ever got all struck by, Oh my goodness. You know, that's the guy, the guy who owns the Hornets. That's, that's his son here. Oh, and that's, that's, you know, you know, this, this guy, you know, who owns a bunch of car dealerships and motor and a big motorsports team or whatever that that's his daughter. And this person's dad is the CEO of this thing. And that, I don't even remember that. I just, it was just, there were just kids that I would, that I, that, and we were just all kids and we got to know each other. And, you know, I played soccer and I was involved in 
the debate club model UN and different things like that. And I, and I sang in the choir, which is probably the big thing I did and really enjoy that. And yeah, and I just have fun as a memory, you know, I don't, I can't look back and say, and maybe, I, maybe, I, maybe, maybe I just don't know, but I just, I just thought it was, it was really fun. And I'm so glad I had that opportunity. And uh, I was, you know, and then after that, I, I was, able, you know, I got into Davidson and, you know, and, and that was really, that was another amazing experience, you know, from one prep school to another prep school very afterward, yeah. you know, you know, Love uh, Davidson. yeah, you yeah, know, enjoy that experience, you know, and, 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 and I mean, I think those, you know, my mom, as I said earlier, she was, I don't know if I said it, but she's a huge fan of education. So really instilled that in us. And, and I, I really ran with that mantle and, uh, and took that one very seriously. And so, you know, just in the books hard and being a good student and, and just good, being a good leader, being a good person on cap, campus was very important. And so, um, and that, that set me up nicely, you know, at country day and then, you know, going to Davidson and then I worked for a little bit and then got into, um, and then went back to business school at Carolina and got an MBA and, uh, yeah, it's been, life has been really good. I, I think, you know, I, I don't know to look back on the whole the, the, sort of the experience growing up with a, with, 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 with a single mom, but in a community of, of, of family and friends, I look back, you know, on the, on the going through a war, I look back on being a refugee in, in, you know, in, in, in another country, coming to the U.S. for the first time and, 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 and this whole new environment different in so many ways. All those experiences were definitely challenging. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, were, they were not easy. Um, and there were, I, mean, I even, it's crazy. I remember in like, you know, just missing Liberia and wanting to go back, you know, it's like, I'm in America, I'm with my mom, but this place is too different, too strange. I remember the first time I saw some kids with braces, I was like, what the, mm, what is that? <laughs> like, I, had, I don't think I'd ever seen that before, you know? And it just like, these people are not real. I mean, like they're not normal. Yeah. You know, who has metal in your teeth like that? You know, that was really weird. Very to foreign. Me. Yeah. yeah. Very foreign. And, um. And so, um, so, but it took some adjustments and, you know, it's it's like everything, you know, everything we go through, we have a choice to become better or bitter. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I, and I, and somehow the the community that I was in always, we always were, were sort of encouraged to, to sort of find the silver lining, to, to find the opportunity for growth, to find the opportunity for, to, to have your faith deepen. And, um, and, and they're there. I think, uh, you know, a lot of people just, struggles you know seeing that and i know it's not easy for everybody so i don't want to i don't want to take that um i don't want to minimize that but but if you try hard enough you you know there there, there there's usually a, a blessing in, in disguise in a lot of the things we go through yeah. you went through what you went through but but now you can tell this story and you can run you can operate this podcast and you can interview different people and you can and i i i bet you the impact that you're having is probably you you, you don't know it but i have a strong strong feeling that you're making a huge difference and, uh, and, and, and even if one person is, is, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Just one, one person. One. Yeah. So, you know, so that, 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 that's, uh, that's just, uh, that's just, uh, that's one of the reasons why I love doing this. And I want to continue to do this of just telling my story because, okay, if, if one person would hear my story and say, well, okay. All right. How much he overcame. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going through this. Yeah. I can overcome this. I can overcome this. Yeah. And I mean, I think, it's never as bad. Someone always has it worse. Yeah. And well, that's another thing, right? That, that is that, that, that's a really good point. Perspective. And it's something that, uh, you know, if you, when you're going through things, you want to, and you, especially when you isolate yourself, you tend to, you, you probably think you're the only one going through this thing and then, and, and there's no, there's no way out of it. And what, what, if, you know, depend on the people you have around you, cause the people matter, mm-hmm. right? The people you have around you really matters. Um, the, the um, they can help you with that perspective. So I know 
that a, a lot of times, you know, that can always think that somebody else had it worse. Yeah. And somebody just speaking else. on yeah. it, you know, makes it uh, easier. Doesn't make it go away. No, it's still, it, you're it, still going to have to it, work it, through it, it, it and yeah. one day at a time, but just speaking on it and letting someone else know your struggles, yeah. you know, takes yeah. a lot yeah. off your chest. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, I think if you, the one video I, I sent you, you know, I, 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 it was so cool to my, my, my cousin was interviewing us. So you interview him, you did, it was me and my, my brother, my mom, but it was, you know, we kind of grew up together and she talked about the, not seeing anything weird about us. It's like, we didn't, you know, we seemed very normal. I never even thought about that. It, it was, you know, very friendly, very idealistic, very, you know, very kid-like. And, uh, and I didn't realize that, 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 uh, about, about 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 our about us you know but it was so profound to hear us say that because then i realized like yeah we weren't we didn't, i mean there were no markers of ptsd or you know you know nobody you know you know you know got no killing little animals there was there were none of those things and mm-hmm. but but i guess when she said it, it made me realize yeah there are people who've gone through the things we went through and they've got some things that they still have to really battle and, uh, and, and they're still in some serious, you know, there's some serious, you know, you know, what is PTSD or, or some, some deep, some deep triggers, some deep insecurities, some other things. And these are real things. And, yeah. and, uh, and I, and, um, and so, um, and those, and, and those are things that, that, that you should, that, you know, you should definitely, uh, try to, to, to work through, you know, with a therapist, with a counselor, you know, and that, and that doesn't have to be some, some professional it could be just a, a close friend or two, or it could be a, a family member. Yeah. You know, I, I believe that long before we had people sitting on people's couches, people have been, people, they, 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 they have family people, and people friends. Have family, yeah, people have been working through trauma, working mm-hmm. through difficult issues with their communities, with family. I think there's a, I think there's a community in New Zealand or something I read where, you know, they, 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 like a little, it's like a little bit of Aboriginal, some sort of tribal town group or something where they, they, they always have these communal sort of talking about things you know, anything that happened. And then, and, and it's like every, every challenge is because shared with the community. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, um, I feel like I read this somewhere or, or, or one of my, my, my very smart psychologist friends told me that, uh, and, but they, they went and studied, you know, um, somebody studied, I think maybe it was in this book, Oprah wrote with this guy, Dr. Dr. Bruce Perry, who's a, I would say he's like a neuropsychologist or something like that. Uh, the book she wrote called what happened to you, where she, where she looks at at trauma mm-hmm. and, uh, and 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 dealing with trauma, and she shares a lot about her, her own personal story. Um, but uh, I think this is tried to study, and the idea is just to tell the case about making us the point about about community. Um, but one of the things, one of the quotes I like from that book is uh, the book "What Happened to You." Is is where Oprah says, you know, something like, "What happened to you." actually happen for you amen right to right happen for you to make you stronger to make you resilient and all those things and, and it can be you know that doesn't necessarily it's not the case for a lot of people some people already you know are are, are, are defined in a, in a negative way or they're destroyed by the things that happened that you were there at some mm-hmm. point you know and then and then and then some people um like where you are now where and and like my family i think we were developed into being resilient, into being stronger, into being overcomers, into, you know, into a lot of positive things um, because of the community we had and, and, and the faith and so forth. And I think that's a real thing. And yeah. that is not something that is only for me or, or, or for, for, for you. That is actually that, that, that freedom is possible for all of us. Um, I don't know how much more time we've got, but. Uh, but yeah, I want to talk about uh, 
you know, mental health. Uh, yeah. Cause that's something that we, everyone deals yeah. with, but yeah. a lot of people don't have resources yes. for those. Yes. So talk yes. to us something about that. that you yeah. kind of yeah. have started and sure, sure. president thank, of. Thank you. Thank you. I have a real passion for, for mental health um, for a lot of different reasons. I think uh, it's obviously, you know, living through some of the experience I shared and then I've, I've, you know, I've been in, impacted by, by, by other people's mental health and, and I've seen it and I see how much, uh, how, how that era of health is, is an era that we least explore and the, we least understand. I mean, you know, you know, I'm sure we, you know, we, we, we get the diet Coke and the, and we're eating the salad, you know, but you said you had a salad. <laughs> yeah. so we do all these things for our physical, but, but I think, but, but there's, there's a, there's a guy named Dr. Daniel Amen who wrote, who wrote a book uh, called change. I think it says, I think it's change your brain. Uh, change your life and uh and he talked about he describes these, these four quadrants of health you know whole body health so he's got physical mental emotional spiritual and i think that i have been trying to be more intentional about the, all four of them you know yeah. and mental health is, is a passion of mine as i said i have an undergrad in psychology and uh and i've always been fascinated by by i used to read a lot of self-help books you know how to do this how to do that how to read how to win friends and influence people how to pick up girls no, I mean, you know, all the good stuff, you know, you know, <laughs> yeah, everything. Uh, uh, you know, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I got involved in 2015 with an organization here in Charlotte called psychology for all. And it was started um, by my friend, Dave Rehagen and the folks at Southeast Lake and a couple of other folks, including um, a, a guy who was the executive pastor for what was then church in Charlotte. Uh, and then I think there were maybe one or two other therapists and, the, the, the mission of the organization is really to sort of break down the barriers and bridge the gap um, between mental health services and, and people who were low income, underinsured, underinsured, mm-hmm. impoverished people who want to get mental health services. I mean, you've had therapy, so you know it ain't cheap. No, it's it not is cheap. absolutely not cheap. I went through, you know, you know, three and a half years of counseling, uh, marriage counseling, and then there was some individual counseling in, uh, during that time. And uh, I, uh, it, was, it was just very expensive. And so these folks had the, 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 I guess, the brilliant idea to really do something to, to bring, to drive more equity and, and access, you know, for, for groups. So I've been involved with psychology for all since 2015. And, uh, and now I'm the, the president of the board and we are growing, um, you know, our website is psychologyforall.org if you want to learn more about what we do. But what we, what we're doing is we work with a lot of organizations that are working with people who are sort of at that, that around that poverty line. So yeah, I think 70% of the people we work with make about $10,000 a year annual mm. income. And an average income for a family of four is about 50000 And uh, so these are folks who are in, at the bottom of things in a lot of ways. And, uh, but, you know, we work with organizations that work with those folks. So uh, Second, uh, Second Harvest, um, uh, the, the Salvation Army Women's Shelter, uh, the Harvest Center, the Steve Smith Center, Project 658. Uh, which is not, I think, which you, I think so there's Hope Wellness Center. We work with different groups and, uh, and, uh, and uh, who, who work with these folks who are providing different care. So there's an organization in Charlotte called Care Ring. Um, and, and so we, we, we took different organizations and we, we sort of work through them to, to, to provide um, psychotherapy services or so counseling services to, to, the, to their clients. And uh, we have in, at the website, somebody can go and you can find the application, you fill it out, it gets, you know, it gets reviewed and then, you know, there's some there's some things we want to make sure you one we want to make sure you you meet the income criteria mm-hmm. and the target we're looking for because we don't want to help people who who already have the ability to be yeah. helped you know who already have access to those resources, and then we want to make sure that we can that we can serve your specific needs because um where we are not we're more sort of 
our our sweet spot, I guess, is really around the what we call the less acute things. So mm. you know, anxiety, depression, um, those kind of things. But I think we can sort of deal with just just day to day stress and all that stuff. I mean, when you start thinking about sort of suicidal thoughts and and some of those deeper things, you know, you, you know, we, we would, if you came to us, we would just refer you somewhere else to some other partners. But so we kind of deal with 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 those sort of lower risk but can but still very disruptive things because they can cause more yeah they can later cause on. more right yeah. so you catch them more like that's a great great point you know what you're talking about for sure yeah because it becomes sort of a snowball and the sooner you stop it the bigger the less the 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 the, the less the the the, the risk the risk of, of something turning into something really serious and so yeah we serve those folks and we've been around for you know since 2015 as i mentioned and we're, we're growing and, and really it's a passion of mine i thought about I've thought about becoming a, you know, what I should, you know, go to school and become a therapist. And I'm like, uh, you know, I don't know. I think I like being a guy who's sort of a business guy, but, but <laughs> just has a passion and then is involved in the community. But, uh, and, uh, it's, 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 it's growing. And I really like, I like the work. I really do. I have a day job, you know, working for a market research company and, and working with, with, with different companies on, on sort of brand and, and advertising different sort of research. Um, I enjoy that as well too, uh, but I'm also fortunate to do something um, that that's connected to a passion of mine, and uh, and I, I really, um, you know, mental health is so important. Mental health yeah. is, is a critical part of of, of whole body health, and and, uh, and it's just so many people don't take advantage of that, and it's even people who have the ability, people who have the access, the mm-hmm. means to, and I think I think we're seeing more and more evidence of that, uh, uh, of of the, the the critical need for for mental health, yeah. uh, in, you know, in our society. If you know what I mean? Yeah, because for me. And a lot of it was, you know, pride, wanting to have yeah. everything yeah. together, seen put together when I was broken. Yeah. And it took last year for me to really break down and be like, okay, I got to make a change and really talk about those deep, dark, you know, yeah. secrets and issues that I had that were underlying that I never really brought to the surface. I had talked about stuff because I had yeah. been in rehab, treatment centers, other places. and talked about surface level stuff and some deep issues, but, um, didn't think I had issues. I always compared myself, even in those rooms to other people. Okay. I'm not as bad off as they are. Right. Right. And it took, you know, two things I thought would never happen to me happen to really make a, you know, life change. And, uh, and then going back to what you said, you know, you know, God and the Holy spirit really, him coming alive in me yes, and yes, seeing the power yes, of prayer yes, and yes, uh, community yes, and just yes. surrounding them around me and seeing, okay, he could have called me home, but he didn't. He gave me a second chance and, you know, and life's still not easy. I yes, still have struggles, yes, but it's yes, different struggles than different. what I used to have. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, you know, because of creating this platform, I'll get to have intentional conversations weekly and, hear other people's stories and you know that's therapy for me absolutely well. absolutely like, like i said so yeah it's it's great and you know i think for me and i think you can agree with this uh, that yeah that faith in the lord that relationship with god is is, is so important and I, I i think i said this to you before i because i've been reading through the bible and i'm like it's the best book on mental health there. there's so much in there. and if you think about the different stories i mean you think about Joseph and and what he went through, you know, even the uh, Lord Jesus and, and and his and his trial and everything, and and, and it is you know Moses and, and and Adam and Eve and 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 Esther. I mean, there's so many stories. David. I mean, are people dealing with all kinds of pretty intense situations, mm-hmm. and you see how they how, how, how God carried. I mean, think about my man Jonah. 
you know, got them to go one way. He said, no, nah, I'm not. And then, you know, and then he got, you know, he got, he, I, mean, I don't know what it would be like that. Did you just Man, you know, well. live in the will, right? Like, I mean, I don't know. That just sounds, you know, but, you know, but there's just so many great stories. And the, and the Bible speaks a lot about the mind, about the mind and, you know, be, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And, you know, and I was, uh, I'd say that the battle is the biggest battles, you know, it's right. It's in your head. Yeah. You know, and uh, so, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's, it's, this is, this is so amazing. I, I, I pray that uh, somebody, I know people are being blessed by this podcast. I really am. And uh, I, I mean, I'm really sure that people are being blessed. I'm so thankful that you're doing it. I'm really glad to be here. I'm glad to have you here. And it's a blessing for me as well. Cause you know, last year I wasn't, this wasn't ever on my mind. And I met people at Honey Lake who, you know, said you need to share your story. And then I got reconnected with KC. Um, and we were able to start this and, That's awesome. uh, Start off as, you know, me just sharing my story and then turned into, we all have a story. So yeah. let's get people on to yeah. share their story and help others. Yes. Yes, man. I, I just, I love it, man. And I, you know, I, and I tell you, brother, I, I can tell you're just so free. You know, I can tell when I see you, you know, you can tell this is a guy who's, uh, who's unclogged, who's <laughs> unstuck, who's, I mean, like you said, it isn't easy, but I think, but you know, what I've learned in my, my life hasn't been easy. You know, I didn't talk about this, but I was married for a while and, 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 and got divorced and that was a, a friend of mine called that a sec, like a second civil war, and that was really challenging. But 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 God, but the foundation that I that I, that I have, you know, helped me sort of process all of that all of that in a healthy way, learn from it, and now you know just moving forward, like you know, trying to you know trying to be the best person I can be as a as a as a as a, as a father, as a, as a, as a son, and and uh, and even an ex husband, and all those things. So and uh, and it's just it's just been all good, and I can. And I, I don't know what it would be like to go through the things I've been through without that, that, that without the faith in the Lord and without the people I've had around me. Amen. You know, I couldn't, so, same for me. That's right. You know, that's I'd be man. either dead or in prison. That's right. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. On the streets, man. Yeah. So yeah. No, this has been so good. This is, this is like this, you know, what would you call this? We should call this the therapy hour. It, yeah. Amen. No, no, yeah. No, don't, don't, yeah. Take that out. <laughs> but this has been good. This has been really so. Really before good. we end, you got any advice? Uh, you know that that you kind of live by, or yeah, that you yeah. want to share? Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the things that I that I, that I'm a big fan of is is uh, is thinking about your thoughts, and uh, you know, and uh, you know, we have a lot of thoughts. Whether those thoughts are kind of originating in terms of sort of rational, logical thoughts, or where we or we have a feeling, and that feeling. You know, you know, and, the, and and then we start to think with our feelings. This is a phrase I learned from from a, from a, from a friend of mine, Dr. Dodd, and uh, you know very well, yeah, and uh, Robert Dodd, yeah. And he, you know, this idea of thinking with your feelings or something like that, where you know you you feel something, and then your brain starts to find evidence of that. You know, and uh, and that can be bad. I mean, that can be good, but it can also be very bad. So one of the things I, I try to I, I try to do, and I try to teach my even my kids, and just share with friends, is, is just being able to look, take your thoughts, and question them a little bit, really think about it especially those really negative, crazy thoughts, you know, and for me, sometimes it's like, okay, God, why are you allowing certain things to happen in my life? You know, maybe you're not as good as I think you are. Maybe you don't love me. And then, you know, I sort of hold those thoughts almost objectively here, you know, like a thing. And it's like, okay, is that really true? Okay. I, I think this right now, but is it really true though? Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of throw some facts against it and just, you know, just sort of think about your thoughts a little bit. Um, it's hard to do, but it's a really, for me, it's a really fun discipline because I have, I, like, I, I'm, you know, I feel things. I mean, life isn't, you know, easy, you know, and, and I feel things and, uh, and I think things and, 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 and usually they're not good, but what helps me is going through sort of this almost like a quarterback check down, right. Where mm-hmm. it's like, I have this thought, you know, 
but let me just sort of let me just sort of I mean, let me think the thought. Let me think yeah, this one through a little bit. Yeah, it. let me fact check it. Let me let me juxtapose it against some scriptures, some some yeah. some, some testimonies, some some other things. And quite often, it's, and usually I'm talking about when you have a crazy negative thought is whether you're questioning God, you're questioning life, you're questioning your purpose, you're questioning anything where you're in this sort of dark negative place. And, you know, like, is this really, is this really it? You know, when you feel like this is it and it's like, is it really though? Yeah. Have I been here before? Has, have other people been here before? Maybe, you know, and just sort of, just so sort of thinking about your thoughts and really being a critical thinker, you know, and I think that's something we don't do enough. We tend to be impulsive, you know, I, I feel something, you know, you know. I walk in here and you don't greet me a certain way. I'm like, I don't think he likes me. I feel like, you know, and then, so now I feel like, and then I'm, and I start building this, 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 this storyline. that's not even true. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's because it's because I'm not willing to, to, to kind of really assess my thoughts and, and, and question my own thinking. But yeah, long winded, but I mean, think about your thoughts, you know, and, and you know, the scripture talks about taking our, our thoughts captive, right. To the Lord. And that's a really brilliant thing. You know, when you feel things, you know, and you think things like, you know, maybe you should just like this. How does this, how does this square with the Lord? How does this square with scripture? How does this square with testimony? How does this square with, you know, with, with who God says I am and stuff like that. And I, I that's a habit I'm learning to develop. I can, you know, I can do it relatively quick when I have some crazy thoughts, which I do like, oh, yeah. a lot. Same know? here. Yeah. I just think I said, if so it's stuff you've been through, yeah, you're going to have them. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff. It, I, if I was, doing anything most of the stuff in my head it would be pretty messed up uh, i just here. i just thank god i can just sort of the battle is just fought in the head and then it's and it's one then and what excuse me what comes out it's is usually just a pretty sane guy you know yeah. <laughs> you know and we're yeah. seeing evidence of that now we won't dig into that yeah but you know with what just happened in texas, in texas and buffalo yeah. yes people aren't able to control what their thoughts in their head and it's no. just pure evil and just yeah it you goes to it? back to your community and and, um, and, and yeah and your faith and, uh, and, and then, you know, like you talk about a lot, I love this when you talk about you were isolated, you know, and I mean, you know, you know, what does it say? United, we stand divided, we fall, right? But when you're, when you're, and you're isolated and you were falling and as mm-hmm. you started to get community around you and get people around you and, 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 and really kind of get that vertical alignment in your faith with the Lord, it's a game changer. Yeah. And man, I'm just, I just thank God for your life, my friend. I thank really you. Do. I'm glad that we've been connected. I and thank God for your life. I thank God for your story. And I'm so glad that uh, that you share it, man. I really am. I know I say that a lot because it's it's, it's true. Well, it means a lot, and uh, thank you again for you know being willing and vulnerable to come on and share your story yeah. and your insight on mental health and yes. what you're doing in the community for you know those who don't have the means to uh, and resources for right. therapy and yeah. uh, being able to work through their struggles because we all have a story we all have struggles and we're not alone even though we feel like we're alone at times we're not we're not that's and that's right. the purpose of this you know podcast the rabbit hole show yeah uh, for people to come on and share their story and struggles and hopes that others listening will be able to resonate and know that they're not alone yeah man amen so, thank you thank Stop. you again uj for coming on uh thank you all for tuning in this week to the rabbit hole show uh, if you have any questions, comments, uh, want to come on the show, uh, please send us an email, the rabbit hole show 21 at gmail.com. And then uh, subscribe and follow to whatever platform you listen to. And uh, stay tuned for uh, more content on uh, Instagram, the rabbit hole show, all underscores. Thank y'all. Love y'all. And see y'all next week.